Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am back here today with Erin Baker, who is a dietitian and research scientist from the Diet Science Revolution. We did a podcast several weeks ago, so you should go check that out if you haven't already. Hear all about his story, and there were just so many incredible knowledge bombs dropped there. So really long episode. I think we went two hours, right? So two hours. Yeah, so it's really packed with a lot of information, and I'm so grateful that you wanted to come back today because I really want to dive into, and I know we were talking a little bit before we got on here, that you're going to go deeper than we had initially planned, which is awesome because I love the deep dive, but I really want to tie some of the connections between big pharma and big food. I think that that's something that more people are becoming aware of, um, and I think it's really imperative that people be really clued into what's going on there and how they're connected and what people can do to take, you know, ownership of their own health. So. So thanks for having me again. I mean, I, I love being here really appreciate it. Um, so basically these two things, big pharma and big agro are really just microcosms of a, a bigger picture. Um, and to really go back and figure out when it all began. And it probably even goes uh, farther back than this. Um, but, but I think the real start um, would be around 1809. Um, yeah, and there's uh, a, a guy named Nathaniel Mayor Rothschild. Now everybody is pretty familiar with who the Rothschilds are and, and understand that they are pretty much at the, the, you know, near the top of the banking cartels and all that different stuff. So in uh, 1815, they had the Battle of Waterloo and uh, Nathan Rothschild was really, he was a, a, a gold dealer and he was into textiles and finance and things like that. And he ended up moving to London and, be, and was like heavily into the London Stock Exchange. So when they had the Battle of Waterloo in 1815, he had his men send word back to London that they had been defeated by um, uh, uh, Napoleon, sorry. And actually that was uh, false information. So that was basically the beginning stages of, you know, uh, on a global scale type false flag. And that caused the London Stock Exchange to plummet 
uh, near to zero and he was able to come in with all his gold money and buy up uh, a really huge portion of the London Stock Exchange. So that's how so, the- I'm just sorry to interrupt you, but so you say it's a false flag. So what actually happened? What actually happened is Napoleon yeah. actually defeated in the Battle of Waterloo. So since London thought, oh my, it's over at this point, Napoleon had won, all stocks took a nosedive. And then basically the next morning, they had found out that uh, Rothschild's information was untrue. And actually Napoleon had lost the war, so stocks went back up. And by that time he had bought everything up on pennies on the dollar. So he became one of the richest people in the world overnight, basically. Um, and that's what really started the Rothschild clan. Um, now he was born in Frankfurt, Germany. So we all know a lot of the big pharma roots actually came from the big pharma area. Mm -hmm. um, he became a Freemason uh, from Lodge 12, and that was the premier Grand Lodge of uh, London in 1805. So he was all part of that whole Freemasonry um, cabal, for lack of a better term. Um, now, moving on to the next guy that I'm setting up, I'm going to kind of set up a, a couple characters, and then we're going to just tie it all together up at the end. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is a very evil, evil man. Uh, born in 1939. His name is John D. Rockefeller. And I'm sure everybody knows about Rockefeller Center and how <laughs> this demon had been glorified, okay, as this, you know, financial giant and hero. And actually, John D. Rockefeller, most people don't know this, he was actually three times richer than Jeff Bezos in his time. So he was the richest man in the world, uh, not, not Jeff Bezos. Um, so John Rock, uh, Rockefeller owned Standard Oil. Yeah. And after some time, Standard Oil had gotten broken up into different uh, oil companies, Chevron, um, uh, a whole bunch of Ohio. I mean, there was a whole bunch of different gas companies that branched off from that. But that's how he made his killing was in the oil business. Right. Um, now, he saw um, eye to eye with Adolf Hitler. Uh, on eugenics. He was a bit, big time into eugenics and um, he kind of equally saw a chance to, to mold a future around eugenics. Um, so basically, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, you know, uh, Michael Rivera, you ever heard of him? I haven't. I believe he does a show and the show uh, is called uh, What Happened, the What Happened show or something like that. Okay. Um, about 15, maybe almost 20 years ago, maybe not that long, I'd say probably more 15, he did a documentary called All Wars Are Bankers Wars. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you ever get a chance to check that out, if you can even find it at this point, um, that's a really good one to watch. And he kind of shows how, you know, all the way back to like the French uh, Revolution, and how it's always been the bankers that have yeah. been both sides of the war i've read a lot about that um but yeah. so this documentary again is all bank all wars are bankers wars all wars are bankers wars by michael yeah. rivera one of the probably one of the hands down best documentaries that i've ever watched that that will give you an insight of what war has really been about because if you think about all the nonsense of war what's it always been about it's always been about money and power yeah. right yeah. so yeah. 
so you bring in a guy like Prescott Bush, okay? Uh, this is George Bush Sr.'s father. Now, he was um, a, a big banker, and he actually was the, the um, guy who was funding and sort of managing uh, Adolf Hitler. So you already have Bush ties now into the Nazi regime, okay? Now- well, The Bush family are descendants of the Habsburgs, so that makes sense, yeah. Right, so you- you got a pretty good background on where they come from. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have Rockefeller and then you have Rothschild, you have Bush. Now, since Rockefeller was a big oil guy and so were the Bushes, it was, you know, it was kind of a big thing for uh, Rockefeller to, to get in there and kind of get uh, mixed up and controlled uh, with Hitler because after the war was over and we all know and I think it's been kind of proven at this point that Hitler never really lost the war. Um, and and it, there's a lot of evidence out there, especially on History Channel, that, that finding Hitler or chasing Hitler or whatever that show was, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the Nazis never really lost the war. Adolf Hitler and a lot of the Nazis actually went to like Argentina uh, uh, and escaped. And some of them, it's even rumored, some of them may even went to Antarctica. Um, and that's where the Fourth Reich has really started to flourish is in Antarctica with all the, the technology that's been found down there and things like that. Now, a lot of that's unproven. So right. I've heard you know, about it, but I, I haven't seen conclusive uh, information on it. Yeah, sure. Sure. And, and I agree. That's why, you know, it's speculation at this point. I think there is quite a bit of evidence to show that they were in Argentina and Hitler actually survived the war and did not commit suicide. Now, there was an operation called Operation Paperclip, okay? And I'm sure you're, you've heard of that or you're familiar with that. And basically, the Rockefellers and Rothschilds and all, these, and, and all these rats that were all part of this global cabal that was coming about from all these super giant banker super giants, uh, they brought about 2,000 uh, scientists that were part of the Nazi regime and brought them to America and assimilated them. And basically, the, to make a long story short, the Fourth Reich became America, basically, under the regime of these people. And some of these people, their, their identities were hidden. They were inserted into the medical community, the aerospace community, uh, name it. I mean, they, they infiltrated us. And like some of them like had high positions and high clearances in like uh, Q Clearance Department of Energy. You have Werner von Braun. I mean, you, you have people that worked directly under and were loved and cherished by people like Himmler uh, and, and, you know, experimenting on people through eugenics and, and medicine and all these different things. So this is something that, that Rockefeller really embraced by bringing all these scientists over here. Now, he uh, arranged the defection of these 2000 scientists and um, he then used his money. Remember, he's three times richer than Jeff Bezos. So, <laughs> so he then at that point- so He used, was a pauper, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used his money at that point to basically buy out the American media. So now you have a guy who is bringing a bunch of scientists over here who's into eugenics, right. who now owns the media. So he's, he started using the media and he used them to hijack medicine. And basically uh, he discovered that petroleum could be used uh, to manufacture drugs. And that's where some of the beginning drugs 
uh, where it really came from was, was lots of technology came out of World War II that went into the food industry uh, that came from petroleum. And, you know, him being the, the big oil giant that he was, that just spelled profit for him. So these petroleum-based drugs, which we're still using to this day, um, he discovered over some time. Now, he was brutal the way that he did this takeover. Um, what he did was he used his propagandist army, his media army, to demonize, basically invert reality about how the body worked and how medicine worked. And he demonized um, herbs that have been used for like thousands of years. So natural medicine was basically outlawed. And um, then he used his money uh, uh, to pressure Congress into declaring that like natural healing was quackery, right? Um, so then he took control of the American Medical Association and he gave these huge grants to all the universities to teach his curriculum and his curriculum only. And anything outside of that, of course, they would lose grants. Um, and then it got to the point really where they would strip licenses from doctors and even jailed some for malpractice for using natural modalities that had been around for thousands of years. So this was a completely evil agenda. And um, to make it even eviler after that, he started to discover that his petrochemicals were causing cancer. So he founded the American Medical Association to basically cover up the relationship between medicine and cancer. Now, the American Cancer Society has been around for how many years? 70, 80 years or, or whatever it is. And they've never discovered a cure for cancer. I mean, uh, now you can kind of see how they're, they're controlling the medical system and controlling our health through their petrochemicals, okay? Right. Now you look into Monsanto and <laughs> Monsanto came up roughly the same way. Monsanto, uh, they were a petrochemical company um, and they really flourished after World War II. And once again, they're using the petrochemicals and they actually uh, created DDT. And now I think it was like in the seventies. Now they discovered how awful that really was. Mm -hmm. DDT's banned in most cases. Sure. Um, and they moved on uh, to create other chemicals. They created Asian Orange for Vietnam. Mm -hmm. uh, all the different defoliants and all that stuff. Um, they were a merger of other companies. I believe they uh, their original Monsanto company was, uh, or they bought, I think they merged or bought Searle. Now, yeah, Searle was... Uh, Donald Rumsfeld's uh, baby. And that's where I believe it was saccharin, if I remember uh, correctly. Was it saccharin or aspartame? Aspartame. It was yeah. aspartame. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. And I, I can't remember what they were. I think they were looking for a diabetes medication at the time or something. I can't remember how they discovered it. Uh, but it had to be FDA approved like uh, four or five times until it finally got FDA approved because it was, it's toxic. Um, and it, Rumsfeld got his way into the FDA and basically rubber stamped it. And that's really how Monsanto and these companies have operated. So now we bring in our Rockefeller connection. Okay, so Monsanto in 1966, James S. Rockefeller, one of the Rockefeller clan, 
was elected as uh, as the board director and a finance committee member for Monsanto. So now you're starting to tie in your food industry, your petrochemicals, and your medical industry. Uh, so so we're, we're we're starting to get this picture of this Rockefeller monopoly. Right. Now you start bringing in some of the other deep state rats. And um, I'm sure you've heard of Bilderberg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so we have the Bilderberg group. And that was in 1954 is when that uh, group started. And basically, it was a collection of uh, European royalty, uh, global business giants, uh, medical uh, you name it, all the, the big people. Uh, I do believe that there's um, the, the first one, their transcriber, the guy who was uh, had one of the most important roles of the Bilderberg group the first year in 1954, which it took place in Osterbeck, uh, Netherlands. And um, that's how it got its name because it was at the Bilderberg Hotel. Okay, so they kind of just kept that name and it's gone from country to country. And it's usually, they've had it in America before, but it's usually in European countries. Right. Uh, I think they've had, they've had a headquarters in New York before, right? Yeah, that's the UN, uh, I believe, has the, the headquarters in New York. New uh, does, CFR does, a, a bunch of them do. But. Yeah, yeah, but it's, they're all pretty much tied in together. So it's pretty much all just, you know, one. I have a nice little infographic of how they're all connected, the, the rings on ring structure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's really, it's super interesting. But they had a, a man there that was, uh, oh, what was the word that they called it? I can't remember, but it was uh, a rapporteur. And basically it was the guy who was uh, supposed to document everything that happened and make sure everything was translated and, and all things were recorded at this meeting. And that man was David Rockefeller, the son of John D. Rockefeller. So now you have your Rockefeller ties here in the Bilderberg group uh, with a lot of the other. Now, if you look at the first list of people who went to the Bilderberg meeting, other than like the Prince of uh, uh, Prince Philip and some, a couple other people and, and Rockefeller, a lot of those names are just people you've never heard of. Um, but then it started progressing as it went on. Then you started getting your Soros's, your, your Bill Gates Sr., who was also another really huge eugenicist. Yes. So now you're starting to get the rats coming together, right? Now you have the Gateses inserting themselves into this globalist agenda, okay? Then as things went along, now you got to understand how powerful these people are. These are people who make decisions for the world that affect the entire planet. Okay. They've picked presidents and it's rumored that they've picked every president since what was it they said since they killed Kennedy or was it even before him? I, I would say before him because he, uh, Wilson was pretty vocal about being an advocate for the new world order. Yeah. And yeah. we see a lot of changes after, I, I would even say after 1861, there were a lot of changes, but definitely after 1913, the Federal Reserve, yeah. Federal Reserve Act. Yeah. Sure. sure. So just about every president um, since um, JFK has attended the Bilderberg meeting and been coronated the year before they get elected. 
And everything went awry in 2016 when Hillary Clinton snuck away and went to the Bilderberg meeting, was coronated as the next queen, and then unexpectedly was got her face wiped up across the map by Donald Trump. So that was the first time since, what, the 60s that those people that have been feeding into this big, huge Bilderberg trough were not able to pick the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. So now that you know that the media is controlled by these families, you know, there's, there's, what is it, like five families now that own the media, all of it. Yeah. Is it it five or six? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Five. Five. Okay. Uh, So you have these, you know, it's still these globalists, these UN slash Bilderberg globalists still to this day own the media. And that does include Fox News, as much as I hate to say that. Yeah, it does. Um, Rupert Murdoch is one of the the five families that owns Fox News. And he was a giant, I think it was like $14 million contributor to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Yep. Um, So when I say all media, I mean all media, mainstream media. Um, so now they still have that power to, to manipulate us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so now getting back to like Monsanto, so Monsanto, um, a lot of these, uh, this, this now we've already discussed this. We kind of went over it in the last episode about how there's been this merger now between bear and Monsanto. Yep. So now it's just the bear company. Um, now, Monsanto still dabbles in um, like petrochemicals and things like that. Their biggest thing is Roundup, which I am vehemently against yeah. uh, because it, it, it has a huge impact on the human physiology. And just uh, for people who don't know, Roundup is like the brand term for glyphosate. Yeah, yeah for uh, yeah. glyphosate. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, what glyphosate does in the body is basically you have a uh, amino acid glycine that kind of you know bonds your 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 bones together, and uh, glyphosate is actually replaces glycine, and I think I think we talked about it before yeah. about how uh, the the bones kept breaking on the horses at uh, Santa Anita Raceway. And a doctor tried to tell the, the doctor at the track that it was the, all the glyphosate that they spray around all there, all the Roundup that they use. And uh, they, the doctor shut him down before he even got a chance to get it out and said, don't give me that glyphosate crap. So he didn't even say it right. But it, it, it's a big, <laughs> so Monsanto and Big Pharma had gotten to him and told him, shut it. Right. And right. It, there ended up being like a trainer that took the fall. I think he was suspended for, you know, uh, training practices or something stupid like that because of this, so many horses breaking their legs. Um, when really Monsanto is viable for that. Um, so we know that there's this marriage now, um, but there always has been, it was just never out in the open. And, you know, we've already seen like the Rockefeller influences on that. Um, so you have a collection of people who are basically eugenicists um working within these and they all kind of feed into the same round of things okay you have all these guys like soros uh the rockefellers the rothschilds all this they're all feeding money into these different global corporations the the pfizer moderna all these different companies and when you put it all together you you and follow the money you can kind of see how 
they're tying it all together. So uh, there, Bill Maher, um, I think I might have mentioned this last time we talked, but he said something glorious one time. And I know that he's not somebody I really watch all the time because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't really like him most of the time. Uh, <laughs> um, because there's probably some pretty deviant things that he's been into that, uh, well, that's, that's for another day. Right, right. Uh, but when he's on, he when he's on, he he's spot on. So, yeah. Weirdly enough, he's been very on lately, like calling out Democrats and all this different stuff, telling them that their wokeness is is destroying everything. And it's just weird. I mean, I wonder who flipped him. Uh, but this was a while ago. And basically, he said that there's the, the you know, there's no, these people were arguing on his show and he stops and, and, and screams and yells at him and says, just stop. Look, here's the bottom line. There's no money in, in, in a healthy individual, okay? Uh, and there's no money in a dead person, okay? The money is right in the middle. And if yeah. you can keep them fat and sick, you know, for as long as you can, you'll get rich off of them. And that's yeah. basically kind of the philosophy that these eugenicists follow. Now, I know everybody's, uh, um, you know, heard of the Georgia Guidestones, Um so Maybe not everybody. I'm familiar, but right. So the Georgia Guidestones were these stones that showed up. I think what was it like the 80s? They showed up in this little town in Georgia. It's a little county, mm-hmm. and it was by a guy named R.C. Christian. Who um, you, you, you ever heard of Bishop Larry Gators? Mm-hmm. Love Larry Gators. He is so awesome. He actually exposed who actually was the real R.C. Christian and it was uh, actually a black man and his name was RC something and I can't remember right off the top of my head what the name was but he was a globalist and basically he was giving out the road the, the globalist roadmap to the future and basically it was saying that you know we need to have a, a set of laws that everybody follows you know that the world follows and we need peace and harmony and all these different things and then you get to the bottom and the last thing it says is keep keep world population under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature so you're looking at what seven and a half eight almost nine billion people on this planet now um, so you're talking about wiping out over 90% of the population to get to your goal. Now, keep in mind that these things are huge granite stones. I mean, they're giant. This thing, this it's like they call it the Georgia Stonehenge, right? Yeah. And, and do we know why they thought 500 million? Like, why did I, I don't know why they came up with that. Number. I really don't, but it, it's odd. Um, yeah. I guess they all got together and said, okay, so if we want to control every single person on this planet, what's the threshold? Right. People, you have to understand these people have so much money that they can buy and do anything they want. And all they spend their money on is think tanks. Okay. Yep. They they get all these people together and they say, this is our problem, solve it. And that's what they do. And their problems always don't benefit you. Okay. So what's the means to an end? And and this is kind of where we'll, we'll wrap the conclusion for now. Um, But, but basically Monsanto goes on to, to, and and they're one of the dirtiest companies ever. They're, they're basically taking over the food supply and they're, they're perverting God's creations. Okay. And I know we kind of discussed last time what genetically modified foods were. 
um, so basically you can't patent anything natural. That's always been a rule of thumb. So their game is always to demonize whatever is good for you. Um, and that's where you're getting into this nonsense now of um, cow farts cause global warming. So we have to ban meat and you're going to eat bugs and soy. Okay. And we'll, we'll call it near beer meat. Right? Did you see the latest two with now they're saying they can like genetically modify you so that you will have like a reaction to meat so that wow. people won't be able to digest meat anymore they're like yeah we can you know genetically modify you so that you won't be able to because we really need to eliminate this meat consumption yeah uh, that's <laughs> honestly that's uh, that all that's going to do is benefit them that is to separate yeah. from the proteins that you need so it's funny that people see these things as little individual isolated incidences all all connected right but if you ask anyone if you right. think that big pharma is corrupt every single person left right and center will tell you oh we know that you know then why are you taking this i mean right. courtney i'm at the point now where the bs is so high in this country with yeah. the way that they've kept us in in servitude and slavery for so long when what's what's it going to take when are we going to stand up and i'm not talking about you know shooting a CEO no. or doing this and that. I'm talking about peacefully assembling. And, and you know, what, what's funny and, and what gets me is there is a, uh, a really good friend of mine that lives in Norwich in the UK and he, uh, he protests. Okay. Now I hear everybody give the, the British a bad rap saying how wimpy they are and how they gave up their guns by a false flag and all this different right. stuff, you know, and, but I'll tell you what, if, if you've seen some of the videos that my friend John has shared with me and the protests that he is going to, they have millions of people, millions protest in London, okay? What do we have here? I go and try to, to protest mass mandates and things like that here, yeah. and there's 50 people here. I know, okay. I know. We're Americans. How long are we going to live in this servitude? How long are we going to let people like David Rockefeller make us sick with, with this food, you know, we're supposed to have some of the best watchdog agencies in the world, the FDA, the USDA, these people are supposed to work for us and protect us. And they, they get their living off of our tax money, but what do they do? They rubber stamp everything. We are the fattest and sickest nation in the world. And we have the third largest uh, cause of death is medical errors in this country. Okay. So uh, I, I keep hearing all these different rumors about this future where we're supposed to have these technologies, these med beds and all this different stuff, but I've seen absolutely zero proof of any of that. Right. So, right. so you know what I mean? I, I don't I, look, I, I do believe that the military has our back. I, I believe that there will be a point that the, this global cabal ha, is going to have to be removed from the planet one way or another. And I don't think it's going to be us that do it. I believe it will be world militaries that are going to do this, but they they need our support. They're they're not going to do it. So so you know what? The beatings will continue until morale improves, and that's one of my favorite sayings. Um, and, and that's really what it is. Until we start showing that we want to change the world, that we want to stand up, that we want to not be slaves to these globalist rats anymore, they're 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 not going to back us. They're not going to back us. Well, I, I see it a little bit differently. And that's a really interesting theory. And that, that might be how it turns out. But I think, you know, as human beings, I, they, I think it's pretty, 
uh, we, we can all pretty much agree they have a transhuman agenda. And you oh, know, yeah. there's lots of evidence to support that, you know, that this whole movement of, uh, you know, they, because they need to patent things, so they're modifying everything. So they, you know, DNA, uh, the, the genetic modified food, right. all these things, you know, so that they can patent it, own it. Um, so there's, you know, Bertrand Russell talked about transhumanism 100 years ago. This isn't new. Um, but I think the biggest antidote to transhumanism is free will. And, you know, just as you were talking about with the, you know, the, the resistance that you're seeing even in, you know, the UK, you're seeing it in so many other parts of the world where they're really, they now they've had to fight such strong, uh, you know, servitude, really, you know, they're in like these draconian lockdowns and with such really restrictive measures. So, you know, they're fighting something even, uh, because they're, uh, the resistance needs to be that much stronger because the, you know, uh, protocols are. Uh, kind of like I always say about, you know, I'm in California and I feel like in some ways the resistance in California is stronger than the rest of the country because it has to be, you know, yeah. the, the, the polar opposite reaction gets created. Um, but I you think- know, funny is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. A friend of mine, actually it's, it's my brother-in-law. He's a, a his blood brother, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he always says to me, um, "We uh, weak times make weak people. Weak people people make strong times. Strong times make weak people. Weak people make strong times." You see what I'm saying? It comes yeah. around pendulum that swings. Exactly. We've so easy for so long at yes. this century, and I have seen the most adamant people literally go from, "I'm never going to get that in my arm." ever right. to oh well they just threatened my job yeah like literally in two weeks time just yep. literally like that and or go ahead yeah so so that that brings me to the, the the point that i was getting at i was alluding to was that i think that the biggest antidote is free will so the more that we accept the servitude or you know it really is for slavery you know I, I, that's how i see it uh you know all of these uh socialistic, communistic subversions, it, it's a form of slavery. And so that is a form of, you know, taking away free will. And until we really rise up against that, and I do think it's really incumbent upon Americans to lead the way in fighting for the free will of humanity. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, look at critical race theory, for example, okay? All, all this is, and it's funny because I want to say the left, it's mostly the lefts that are the front men for it, but we know that both parties are involved in, in this whole globalist scheme of things. Sure. Um, a lot of them are bought and paid for by China and things like that. I always say that I think it's through the, the ideology of the left is aligned with the globalist agenda, but there are certainly the establishment people on the right who go along and advance the agenda. Yeah. Right. And that's in those people especially on the left, they're, they're the ones that are willing to wear it out on their sleeve, are the most racist, the most hateful, yeah. and, and, and the most fascistic-minded people on the planet, yeah. but yet they hide under the cover of everything they are by accusing you of that. It's, yeah. it's sociopathic behavior, okay? Absolutely. And so they want a fascist government, so they hide you know, their army and under Whatever the- Whatever they do, they accuse you of, that. yep. Yes. So Trump's the fascist, right? Mm -hmm. when, when really they're the ones that are fascists. 
So you have to, to, I think people need to understand who these people are. And, and I do believe that there, there has been an awakening of a lot of people, but, but see, I'm starting to see, and I do agree with you, although I do agree with you with the free will factor of it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they want though. They want this separation of vax versus anti-vax science versus anti-science polarity divide and conquer yeah so i think until we all understand that the people that the left the people the the average person on the left that wants trans rights or wants this or wants that you know or wants anti-fascism and wants you know equal pay for equal work and all these different things they don't understand that a lot of these agendas are being perpetuated and pushed forward by the very people who want communism, socialism, yeah. world government, world eugenics, uh, forced vaccinations, all these different things. These are the same people. This is being funded by George Soros Open Society, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gate, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all of these different foundations that are pouring money into this huge globalist trough are the same people who are pushing for things like universal basic income. Okay, that's servitude. And the, yeah. the funny thing about critical race theory is, is it, it, it really, it, it makes the black person the victim and the white person the oppressor, okay? Yeah, just In another iteration of critical theory and of the Marxist, uh, you know, Hegelian dialectic, oppressor is oppressor. The problem with that is slavery has still not ended. It never has. And, and how quickly people forget about the Barbary slaves, okay, which were the were white slaves who were owned by African slave traders, okay? This was a worldwide problem. It wasn't just Blacks in the United States getting forced and, and beaten and all this stuff. This was a worldwide problem. It was happening everywhere in every part of the country. And it has not ended, okay? It's just changed the face, okay? It's no longer we keep you in, in squalor, we keep you in chains and we beat you if you don't do what we say or call yourself Kuta Kinte, okay? Now slavery is human trafficking and it's a huge, huge, huge problem that reaches all. I, I, I don't dispute that that's a huge problem, but I actually think there's so many forms of slavery going on. The, the fact that we're, you know, that we're kept in this system that is rigged on so many levels, you know, I mean, we just talked about the big, big pharma, the big food industry, uh, the the big farm farming industry, the the banking industry, all of these different the, the educational system. I mean, they're keeping us enslaved on so many fronts. But yes, the, the human trafficking is a huge, and apparently we're one of the like most uh, uh, like highest revenue of uh, human trafficking in the world. And you know, the one that kills me coming from the left right now is trust the science. Okay. <laughs> yeah they, so they they seem they cease to recognize that science is a method right it's not it's not a religion you know it's not scientism or scientistology or whatever we want they want to call it you know it's a process and that that's the other i'm on a mission to you know they they distort distort words so much i'm on a mission to reclaim you know the the actual meaning of the word conspiracy theory. Nice. <laughs> the, yeah. the CIA weaponized it in 1967 to avoid any investigation into the Warren Commission. Yes. And they they have hijacked the term 
and you know vilified people for putting forth theories that's science whether it be social science whether it be hard science you have to have a theory now that theory should be founded in research it should be a well-founded conjecture but you know it doesn't come out of thin air but if you don't first put forth a theory you can't test it you can't prove anything absolutely the, the biggest thing that you should ever run from it's funny because you see these signs here in, in ohio um, especially if you're down near OSU campus, um, you, you'll see the signs that it'll have a bunch of different lines and it'll say like LGBT rights now, uh, BLM, trust the science. And it's like all these different things, but I'm going, so when people are trying to, to show you and tell you things about, uh, you know, Vayers injuries and things like that, mm-hmm. and they're going, oh no, trust the science, bitch, you don't trust the science, you trust the television. That's yeah, right, right. Or, or you trust Fauci. Didn't he say he is the science? And that's funny. It's funny that you should mention Fauci. Let me show you something here that I found that I think is uh, very, quite interesting. Um, so I was looking, you know, for, for pictures to show on this. And basically, there's this, okay? And hopefully you can see it on my laptop here. Okay. Okay. I, yes. So you can spell Fauci, these. Gates Senior, Soros, yeah. I can't see the faces some of some of the others, but I see those. Oh, Rockefeller, yeah. Fauci. Yep. Okay. Fauci. So, you, so you have uh, Bill Gates Senior, Soros, Rockefeller, Ted Turner, Barbara Walters. Like ah. you have all of these deep state rats that that get together with each other and pat themselves on their back for their philanthropy. Philanthropy is a fancy word for money laundering. Yeah. Okay. Um, nope. That's that's what Bill Gates Sr. is best known for. He's, he's known for his philanthropy, okay? But in all reality, what he's known for is eugenics and money laundering and funding globalist organizations, okay? And the, the crap apple didn't fall too far from the crap tree um, when it came to his son, Bill. Uh, who shares his philosophy in eugenics and is also another major shareholder in uh, Monsanto Corporation. At least he was. I'm not sure where he stands since the bear merger. Um, however, um, speaking of Bill Gates, his start, they, they like to make you believe that Bill Gates grew, you know, was this nerdy college kid that dropped out of college. It's just, it's just the same as Jacob Greenberg. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, um, at, you know, st- starting Facebook from his college dorm. We know this is complete nonsense. These are CIA organizations, okay? That would, and th- these are front people, okay? Bill Gates is a front person. Mark Zuckerberg is a front person, okay? And uh, Bill Gates didn't start Microsoft. I mean, he wasn't a software guy. He bought a company. IBM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so where did IBM come from? Okay. Weren't they involved in the in with Germany and uh, World War II? World War II, yeah, right. Nazi Germany. Okay, so Bill Gates Senior basically acquired IBM for, through Operation Paperclip, yeah. and that information was eventually handed down to his son Bill, who started Microsoft, or or was at least given all the stuff to start Microsoft. Um, so now we we see another cog in this huge wheel of the marriage between big pharma and big food. And remember, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos own two percent of the planet. Okay, you can you can actually see the the farmland, the swath of farmland in the United States 
that Bill Gates has bought for farming, you can see from space. Okay, it's that big. It's insane. Yeah. So, um, what what's and their practices are just so dirty. You know, they'll they'll contaminate a field uh, with their GMO seeds, and then um, they'll show up to the farmer and they'll give them an option: we sue you into oblivion, and you'll never make money again because you have our patented crops on your organic property. Uh, so your choices are this hand over your farm. Now we fight this out in court or you now become a monster grower and they have to buy these terminator seeds every year and spend all this money. And a lot of these farms go belly up. And when they end up going belly up, here comes their savior bill, bill, buy them out. Okay. Now we have another, you know, a, a thousand hectares or whatever of more farmland for bill. And that's how he's, they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, it's dirty. They have lots of uh, lawyers, judges, and everything paid off. So these farmers, they don't ever stand a chance in court. And they lose everything that they've ever worked for that's been handed down from them. So it's evil what they're doing. Um, yeah. They need to control it all. There's like, I think it was eight different planks of the Communist Manifesto that they needed to control to, to control a society. And that's basically food, medicine, education, political realm, uh, banking and there's just this and, and if you if you follow the money in each one of these little sectors it all comes back to the same set of rats every time the bushes the warbergs the rockefellers the morgans the rothschilds the rockefellers i mean there's it's the gateses uh and then you know you you add your nouveau people into that the clintons the obamas the you know all of these different people who who embezzled all this money out of our government through speeches and book deals and all this lobbying money and all this stuff how do you 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 get four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year or something like that for being president and you go in a half a million dollars and you come out with 500 million okay right. which is what obama did that only comes i, I think this is why they're trying to dumb down you know math in this country so that people can't figure that one out <laughs> yeah. math doesn't quite add up no uh, and they are, they don't want you to know the math either because they you know they don't want you figuring out how many pizzas and hot dogs you can actually get for fifty thousand dollars delivered to the white house you know and it's things like that that you have to question the motives of all these people and what they're doing I so I, I think a lot of these different things that they're doing uh, uh one of their biggest ways that they love to steal from us is 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 foreign aid so they'll send foreign aid to a country and they'll give a country you know, 20 million or, or $20 billion or whatever money nom denomination they feel like. And, you know, 25% of it gets kicked back to an account somewhere. Yep. Right. And that's that. And there's nobody there to keep records and say, oh, okay, well, this is where the money went to this country. And this is what they spend it on. And let me tell you something. They're not spending it on transgender programs in the Middle East. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> yeah. I think that we can, uh, probably be pretty sure on that that's not a very likely bet yeah right yeah <laughs> some something else is going on yeah so that's basically the gist of it and and i mean honestly this we could go into this all day long with you know the different things that monsanto done the different things that big farmers done we could get into you know the the whole um you know cv19 agenda and all those different things there's so many offshoots 
But basically what it really comes down to, and, and I firmly believe this, that the Third Reich never died. It transmuted into the Fourth Reich. Okay, when you think of Nazis, you think of all these people together, goose stepping and doing these salutes and all this different stuff. Really, that was just the front. Okay, that was the, the show that they put on for us to see, to understand what fascism really is. Okay, and it's, it's not really that. Okay, but the things that Hitler did were part of fascism. That's owning all the business you know, and, and owning everything and basically having your worker work for you, you pay them a universal basic income, you do all this stuff. But see, when you give that much power to government, that's a death sentence, okay? Because when you hand the government a hammer, everything is going to turn into a nail, okay? So yep. when they're giving you your pay here, we're going to give you this every month and you be a good little citizen, because if you don't, you're not going to get your check anymore, okay? So- that's kind of, and I don't know if you know about this, but you know that uh, I think it was Marcus Wolf, who uh, was was a Nazi, was actually a security specialist, I believe he was for Hitler. He actually invented the uh, was consulted to create the NSA spying systems that we have now. Okay, and in a part of that whole system. Um, was to be integrated into it through LifeLog, which eventually became Facebook, was to uh, basically use a, a social credit score system. And that was going to be all part of bringing in this, this whole new world order. Okay, China seems to be the communist experimental grounds for everything. Okay, they were experiment for the CV. They were experiment for the vaccines. They were experiment for communism. Okay, because yeah. communism never died uh, it just left Russia. It was booted right. out of Russia and moved to China. Okay, so that became their new base of operations. And I, I do think that uh, China is a tool. They're they're a pawn. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. no, no so doubt about. It. Say that that chain again with uh, sorry, say his name and then uh, Lifelong became Facebook. The the guy uh, from NASA. Okay, uh, yeah. You're not familiar with Lifelog? No. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Okay. So LifeLog was a DARPA program. Okay. And oh, basically, okay. Yeah. And basically what LifeLog was supposed to do was to now, now, do you have your internet access in front of you? Um, I, yeah, I could pull up internet access. Sure. Okay. So LifeLog, what LifeLog was is the CIA and DARPA invented a, a spyware program, basically that um, documented everything about you, all of your metadata, everything you do, where you Which go. Now Google has 35,000 pages on everybody. Right. So, yes. that, but you have to understand Google is DARPA. Okay. Right. It's all, no, no, all, I, yeah. When you Google, the first thing comes up, LifeLog, DARPA program. Yeah. Okay. Now what happened with LifeLog is it went to the Supreme Court basically and the court told them that you can't do this. You're collecting people's information and that's against you know, their right to privacy uh, according to the constitution. So they, they told them that they had to shut it down. Now, here's what I want you to do. Okay. Type in what, what day, what was the date of the shutdown of LifeLog, okay? And this'll blow your mind a little bit. Uh, okay, it says, when did life log go offline? I think it says uh, 15 years ago. Was it 2004? 
Okay, it was like April something 2004 was the date. And um, it was no, it says in mid 2003, the US Defense Advanced Research Project Agency launched in a bit. Oh, wait, uh, sorry. Um, so you got there, let's see here. Shut down date of LifeLog. Yeah. Okay. Shutdown date of LifeLog was February 2004. And I believe it was like okay. February 14th, I think was the exact day. But oh. basically the court said, you can't do this. You're, you're invading people's privacy. So you need to shut down. Right. So now look up the date of Facebook when Facebook went online. And to save you some time, the date of it going online will be February 14th, 2004. Okay. So what they did was instead of shutting down LifeLog, they changed the name to Facebook and now they promoted it. So you give your information voluntarily. It's February 4th, 2004. 4th, that's it. February 4th. So, oh. right. So February 4th, 2004 is when shut down and Facebook started on February 4th, 2004. Okay. So Mark Zuckerberg did not hang out with the Winklevoss twins in his dorm and figure out you know, this whole social network by himself. Okay, that nerd is not smart enough to do that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so brash, but that's just the truth. Okay, he's a Rockefeller. Okay, and the, he was given this program by DARPA and told to be the face man of basically LifeLog. And that's what Facebook is. But the thing is, is LifeLog never really stopped because they still collect your data, whether you have a Facebook account or not. Of okay, course. So they're still doing the same things. All they did was just change the image. And of course, with all the, the billions of dollars that has generated and all the, the revenue stream and all this different stuff, they could just pay whoever they want for people to turn a blind eye. So it goes on. Okay, this has been going on for what, 17 years now? And, and nothing's changed. Okay, so that's, that's pretty stun stunning, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little enthusiastic. Uh, um <laughs> yeah that, that's not common for me um but uh so we so do you, are you familiar with where you said google is it our program as well where do they tie into this then because i know okay. google has thirty-five thousand pages worth on each person whether okay. they use google or not basically so There's darpa things and yeah yeah so darpa they they were behind all the mk ultra experiments and yes. all the, I know uh, about those. <laughs> right. So they're they're just another arm of the UN UNESCO globalist sure. organization, basically. Now, here's something that'll blow your mind a little bit because we already kind of breezed over the whole um, transhumanism agenda. Yeah. Well, uh, Google was actually owned is a uh, uh, owned by an umbrella corporation called Alphabet Agency or Alphabet, basically. So at, when you look up, you know, who owns Google, it's not going to tell you DARPA owns them, but what right, it will right. <laughs> right. show will all be. their hands. Yeah. Right. Oh, we're DARPA. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but basically they're owned by a corporation, an umbrella corporation called um, Alphabet. Their CEO. I've se I have seen that. Yes. Yeah, was, Back was in uh, the lockdowns, I did a lot of research on uh, the Alphabet organization and Google. So, yeah. Yeah, Eric Schmidt was their CEO. And after Trump, shortly after Trump was elected, he had resigned. 
but he had written books, multiple, multiple books on transhumanism and how basically, uh, I believe it was the book Transhumanism, if I remember correctly. Basically, he Very said- original title. Yeah, uh, it tells you what it is. Good. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I'm uh, not Eric Schmidt. This was Ray Kurzweil. Okay, Ray- Oh, Ray- okay. That makes sense. Okay, right. Kurzweil. He, Ray he's Kurzweil. been on my uh, topics of conversation a lot this week. So that's funny. Okay. I don't know why I do it, but I always confuse those two. But Eric Schmidt was was a, a big rat too. But anyway, um, it I kind of confused my people there. Uh, I was thinking of the other guy. Um, Ray Kurzweil w- was wrote tons of books on transhumanism. And in his book, one of the quotes that he made was, I don't believe in God. Uh, he's an atheist, um, but he says, I don't believe in God. But when I merge my brain with with machines and become superhuman i will become the first god yep and that, that is what that is exactly what they're looking to do yep that is their goal God. whether they achieve is- it or not i a lot many of them have talked about this this is not a you know this isn't a theory you know i don't know if they can do it but it'll happen but they lots of people have said they want to so we have evidence of that the intention sure um so there's there's a couple books that you should read. There's a, there's a globalist rat, and he was he was the you know one of the Rockefeller guys, and in, in part of this whole global cabal, um, he was actually the Secretary of State under Jimmy Carter, and his his name is uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. Yeah. Um, his his daughter is is actually Mika Brzezinski uh, from Mika and Joe MSNBC, um, yeah. and he he was uh, I believe it was the Council on Foreign Relations. He yeah. Was, and UN an astounding percentage of our Senate is CFR. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is <laughs> they fantastic. do have headquarters. I, I believe it is New York City. I'm pretty sure yeah. they're, yeah. They're the most visible arm of, you know, the whole uh, rings on rings global elite structure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and there was actually an old Cheers episode where I, I think it was Norm. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't really an avid watcher of that, but they, they, he had this buddy and he was trying to tell him about the Council on Foreign Relations and how their goal, their ultimate goal, this was like an episode from like the 80s. And he was, he was talking about how their final goal was world government and they wanted to eliminate the population. And like literally they, they were like making fun of him and calling him this crazy conspiracy theory. You might be able to find the old Cheers episode where, but basically it was, it was a truth bomb right in plain sight about what their plans were and what they were doing. And they dropped it right on public television. And Hollywood does foreshadow, yeah. yeah. So so there you go. They drop seeds all the time for us. Um, so Brzezny Brzezinski wrote a few books and I read a couple of them when I was 18. Um, wow. Yeah, there was, uh, one of them was uh, uh, Between two, uh, two, two Worlds, uh, the technotronic era or between two ages the technotronic uh, era or something like that okay. i can't remember the exact title but it's basically um about how they were going to merge with machines and and how they wanted to use socialism to bring in communism to bring in a techno oligarchy basically is is techno fascist yeah yeah a technocracy that was the yep. word i was looking for yep. uh, technocracy Another book of his, the same guy. It's a big I kind book. of think we're in it. I think we're in the technocracy oh, age, but yeah. It's here. It's here. Um, that's what this whole mRNA is about. This is prep- prepping your genes for the machines, basically. Using the nanofibers, the, the hydrogel, 
the uh, spike protein and all this different stuff, right? So kind of what I think as well. And I've, I've written several articles on this stuff and it's pretty, it, it doesn't look good. It looks pretty sinister. So yeah. look at Brzezinski's book, The Grand Chessboard. That's really his, his book where he he show he tells and that this book was never supposed to be released this was a manuscript for all of his globalist buddies and they were you know they were he was putting it all together and say yeah this is our plan right here you know and put it out there and somebody released it to the public and i actually believe i know i, I at one time probably about five years ago i was able to find it again to reference some stuff and i got it like free on pdf oh I mean, wow how did yeah. you how did you stumble upon this at 18 I have a friend named mm -hmm. uh, Matt Manring, and okay. uh, I he's a, he's a bit older than me. He's in his 60s now, but I, I grew up with this guy, and um, he was a, a very, very intellectual, very smart guy. Um, mm -hmm. for, for, I, he'll tell you this. He was kind of a nerd growing up, mm -hmm. and uh, but once he, he got older and wiser, he's actually a very probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. He has, and he'll, he'll tell you, uh, my brain is chock full of just absolute useless knowledge. And, <laughs> and it is, uh, but it's great. Um, I've learned so I, much. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. He, he turned me on to this kind of stuff. Um, another really good book that, that uh, I, I recommend is uh, a guy named Gary Allen. He wrote a book called. Oh yeah. None, None dare call it conspiracy. My favorite, my book. favorite line from that book is conspiracy can only survive in the dark. That's it. And this is why I want to take back the term yep. conspiracy theory, because they, they usurped it just like they do with all language and with all signs and, you know, semiotics. I mean, you know, they stole the rainbow, they steal all sorts of symbols and they steal words and they twist it because they're masters of deception. You know, this is the, uh, you know, and if you know anything about the postmodernists and Derrida, they know the power of language. And it's all about usurping and twisting the language to, you know, serve when their. My hero was Bruce Lee. Like yeah. I, 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 Bruce Lee, everything. Yeah. Um, he, he once had a saying and he said that you should never, ever, even in a joking manner, ever talk negative about yourself because your body know feels the energy of the words and doesn't understand context or doesn't understand right that so basically uh, it, it's it goes back to what we talked about last time with dr yumoto how water holds memory yeah Thoughts and intentions create right he said they call it um it, he said words are incantations they are spells that's why they call it spelling okay oh, wow interesting and, and I thought about that and I go, you know, he's absolutely right. He was wise beyond his years. And I still, to this day, do not believe that, that he died the way he died. I believe he was murdered. Um, because, Bruce Lee? Yeah, because they didn't want him to bring the martial arts to the West like he did. Right. Um, and I believe he was murdered. Uh, is that true or not? I, I don't know. But I mean, come on. He was a very healthy, I mean, this guy had his, his brain and his body mastered. Master. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. No. Chance of death. What was it like? You know, bad food or something like that. You know, it was. It didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But uh, he was wise beyond his years, and he understood the power of the mind and the power of intention. 
so with the word, what's also really interesting is, uh, you know, uh, regardless of whether you're religious or not, you know, if you're familiar with the, the Bible, they, they say that, you know, the logos is right. Yeah. The, the logos is the origin. They, they don't say, you know, it's, it's God. They don't say it's, uh, you know, man, it, it's logos. Yeah. And logos is the word. So I know, am. it's, yeah, tremendous power. Uh, is the, the the spoken word and certainly right. you know it's uh, every variation of the word the written word the mythological translations of the words yeah and this is the funny thing is is uh i've read the bible both books cover to cover four times um oh wow i still don't understand it all i mean honestly it's <laughs> The language I'm is not very versed but I, I i know about the logos <laughs> right so um it can be interpreted many ways, but one thing right. that I do believe is like, like many things. Yes. <laughs> we've been convinced by very powerful and very evil people that we are powerless. And I don't believe we are powerless at all. So when you, when you read, you know, quotes from the Bible that say, put on the full armor of God, that's not just a saying. I mean, that's really they say, you know, my believers, no harm can befall them. You know what I mean? These are not just words. These are things that if you believe you can manifest. And I believe that's what we have been convinced that we don't have any power to do anything, that everything just kind of happens on a whim. Yet you have all these people that are part of this global cabal on the other side that are warlocks. They are warlocks. They use spells incantations and gaslighting on us all the time to brainwash an entire society they spent millions of dollars lots of drugs and a lot of time using people in mk ultra to figure out what makes a human tick what where where we come from what happens what what is beyond the veil basically yeah. and they figured it all out the only thing that they have not been able to figure out, no matter how hard they try, is to how to crush the human soul. Yep, and this is this is what I say. The reason I feel, uh, you know, pretty confident, like I I feel like I have some hope that you know we, human humanity will prevail, is because the you know the opposition underestimates the power of the spirit, the soul. You know, that we are not just these physical beings that can be merged with technology. You know, there is a spiritual component to uh, humanity. And I think that that's the, you know, that's the wild card that they're not quite, I, I think they're going to come to find out that they don't know how to deal with that. They can't contend with it. And I right. do think that human beings are, can be very powerful. And I, I, I agree with you. We are being constantly told, and I think it is by design that we are powerless. And I, want to see more people harness their own power you know it's funny that you say that because i'm looking right now at the ultimate power this is a person who probably should have never even been born oh, and thank you. look how fabulous and beautiful you are now so oh, i mean, thank you you got it all girl but anyhow um that that's basically the gist of everything is uh, we're really far more powerful than we've ever imagined. And I was going to say something and make a point, but I can't remember what it was now. Um, oh, what was it? Well, anyhow, you, you'd said something that made me think of something. Um, 
but basically we we have to get to a point now uh, oh yeah i remember what i was gonna yes. say I, I found this guy i have this friend on facebook now i've been friends with him for years yes i do use the enemies platform <laughs> yeah that's where the, the battle lines are i mean really that's where the the battle lines are i've tried to use other platforms and move to like gab and different things like that and there's it, that's just not where the people are right. you know so so I had a guy that was in like more of a spiritual sided group that I'm in who I became friends with. And he's a nice guy, but he says to me the other, uh, as a matter of fact, last night, you know, I'm, I'm putting out my normal posts, you know, showing people corruption or showing people this and that. Right. And because this is the role that I have chosen to take in. Okay. I I'm, I'm, my job as a light worker basically is to shine light on the dark and show people. I want to be the person you know, who, who I, I don't really care for fame. I don't care about any of that stuff. But if I have one person tell me that, hey, you, you made a difference in my life because I was prepared because I knew what was happening and I was able to, to change this or fix my life or make my life better, then my job is done. And that's kind of the role that I've, I've taken. You can't move forward unless you know where you're coming from. And that's the problem with our society right now is everybody wants to believe that everything is puppy dogs and rainbows. Okay. But it's not. There's some very evil people that have had their noose around our necks for a very, very long time. And the only way that we're ever going to be able to remove that noose from around our necks is to understand what's going on and say no. That's all we have to do. We don't have to get violent. We don't have to start a civil war. We don't have to show up on politicians' doorsteps, bashing their windows in. All we have to do is stand up and say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. So this guy that I'm friends with message, you know, put a comment on one of my posts and he said, man, it must suck to be that miserable all the time. And I said to him, I said, you know, I, I'm actually a very happy person. I, yeah, I, that, that's I what I was thinking. I'm like, that's interesting. I, I don't think if you was miserable at all. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I explained to him, I said, look, we all have our roles to play in this. Your role to play in this is to give positive vibration, Don. You tell people all the time, you know, that raising your vibration, learning, you know, uh, believing in yourself, you know, self-help, Tony Robbins type stuff, which is great. And I, by the way, I absolutely love everything about that man, Tony Robbins. Um just his attitude, the way he looks at life and all that. But basically that's Don's role. That's the role that he chose to take. That's not my role. Okay. Right. I like to help people with that, make them understand that their electrical nature and, and you know, how to, to self-help and all that stuff. But my job has been the truth teller. And I have, you know, I used to have people all the time tell me that I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat, all these different things that seems to have completely reversed now. Uh, I have a, a inbox full every single day. What's going on? What's next? What's behind this? What's doing? Why is this happening? You know, and it's like now the people who thought I was crazy are now the people that are coming to me asking me what's going on. Right, right. That, and I think that's where we're heading. It, it's funny that some of the most asleep people that I've ever known had no idea, you know, uh, about 9-11, had no idea about any of these things. And suddenly one day sent me a message saying, man, I just love your post. Why is this happening? And then before you know it, they know just as much as me and they're putting all <laughs> the And that's, totally. that's what it's all about. This is called the great awakening for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? I think that is really the silver lining. Yeah. yeah. 
and we may be in this 10 years we don't know we we really don't know what's going to happen i i would like to believe you know that this is going to be cleaned up by august like mike lindell says and all this different stuff but i think we're in a very vulnerable and dangerous time right now because when you when you back you know a, a dangerous animal into a corner what do you think he's going to do cower down and let you rub his belly no we're in prime no. And, you know, I think the other, the other component of it is that the, you know, while that would be very nice and all, and obviously we want to see justice and election integrity restored, um, or at least some vindication, but, you know, the answer is not never being in any one manner plan. So, you know, the answer isn't just having Trump come back into office in, in August, you know, that that's not the answer. This, you know, as you just outlined, outlined for us is, so much deeper and the web is so much more intricate than that you know so we have a many many battles uh fronts to contend with and you know many fronts to fight so i think people need to start to recognize that and not keep part of the problem is that people have been asleep and they've been deferring all of their power to you know that the president's not supposed to be a king you know that i think that's part of why people did like trump he was a populist that's what they saw him as, um, you know, for the people. So he, he's not, it's not his job to come in and save us all. And as much as I hate what has happened, I think the silver lining is that some people are seeing that, you know, and they are seeing you know, what, what is really happening. And, and some people are starting to recognize where their power is and not just, you know, their power, their responsibility. All politics are local. People need to start getting more active on, you know, the smallest localist, uh, place they possibly can and make a difference. And, and I think, you know, like some of the work that you're doing with people, you know, in terms of uh, nutrition and health, it, take power over yourself, you know, that start with the individual. That's a really great place to start. You know, I think Jordan Peterson says like, make your bed, you know? You know, what's funny is one of my favorite quotes ever was by Gandhi. And he said, if you want to make change in the world, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. And basically where change starts, you know, you, you can't, you can't wait around for big pharma to give you the pill to make you feel better. That's never going to come. It's never going to come. That is not profitable for them. Okay. Because if you take the pill one time and you feel really good and you're healed forever, well then they just you don't need them. <laughs> one time customer. That's it. So my, my bottom line is really this, these people depend and they absolutely, the, the absolute a number one crutch that these people lean on is fear. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt, fear. And that's, that's how they do it. I, I mean, I'm still Columbus, Ohio. We've gotten rid of all our mandates here. There is no more COVID restrictions. We are fully open and all this. Good. But I am still seeing people with those damn face diapers in the store everywhere, Ugh. all over the place here. And I, I just don't understand how you can live in that much fear. Right. Okay, so we, we have to, and you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I've had friends tell me, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it, I you know? know? And then- the one minute they there's even a remote inclination that they could lose their lifestyle, they mm -hmm. fold it like a cheap tent, and that's the problem. Is is this whole for fear. those of you who are listening, not watching? He's talking about you know the injections that are currently being offered. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so my my thing is is you're not going to have your lifestyle if you don't stand up. Okay. And that's the thing is it's cowering down to power has never done anything but perpetuate more power. 
Okay. If you want to keep your lifestyle that you have now, you have to stop being afraid to speak out. You have to stop being afraid to try to wake others. You have to stop being afraid to take care of your own life. You know, we, 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 the days of waiting for somebody else to clean up our problems. Okay. The politicians are not going to solve our problems. They are the ones that cause them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. They're not going to clean up their own mess. That's up to us. And the only way and we're they gonna... made that mess for a reason, <laughs> you know, it it serves them. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would love to do another one where we can dive into some of this stuff, you know, how this all ties into the, uh, you know, current uh, CV19, you know, milieu that we're. Oh, we can yeah, do a CV. Let's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, if you have any. What? Sorry. About that subject. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think we're seeing a lot of connections. It's, uh, as you said, you know, they're, they're not separate. This is really all interconnected. So, yeah. So if you've had that, that shot, you're, you're no longer human. I mean, you, you've been genetically modified. Now, have we been genetically modified in the past, in the remote past? We don't know. We really don't know. Humans have changed so much since Neanderthal, man, we, I mean, do we really know, you know, how we came about? Um, we don't, um, because I can tell you right now, most of the history that, that we've been taught is not even true. You know, we don't, do we even know what's really true? I think the only person who really knows what, what truth there really is, is probably the Vatican. You know, most of the history has been locked in the basement of the Vatican and nobody's allowed to look at it. Wow. I didn't actually know that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Vatican library, that's any history. Vatican library. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they have all the true history. So wow. we, we don't know, has humans only been around for four or 5,000 years or have we been around for hundreds of thousands to, thousands to millions of years? I think science has pretty much shown that it's been way longer than we've been told. So, well, you know, I mean, they, they have alluded to that and, you know, they such they kind of insinuate that we've just been in different variations of when it's not quite the same version of what we're seeing today. Um, uh, but I, I'm no paleontologist. I'm no, uh, hi, uh, you know, history guy when it comes to, you know, where we came from. That's not really my wheelhouse. Right. The but, and uh, anthropology, sure. Yeah, right. It's, it's no wonder we have people who believe that the earth is flat, though, because we've never been given any truth. How do we even really know? I mean, Jesus, let, let's just look at NASA, who was infiltrated by Nazis who created the V2 rocket, basically. And, and these were all Nazis, Werner von Braun that ran our, our, our space program and all this stuff. And NOAA, which is part of uh, NASA, has been lying to us about climate for, for so long. I mean, you know what NASA really stands for, don't you? Never a straight answer. <laughs> right, never a straight answer. Do we, do we even know that the moon landings were even real? I mean, I've seen some evidence to say that it wasn't. But then, then again, I've seen evidence to, to, to suggest that maybe it was. We just didn't see the real tapes. We saw the reenactment. I mean, it is kind of odd that they used a landline phone to call the moon. And I can't even get a signal on... 270 yeah you know what i mean i mean it was just i will tell you this i know that people have been lied to so much that at this point lots of people who are you know starting to wake up have gone crazy they they will believe anything and uh, 
you know, there are some things that are, are really just true. Like not everything is some hidden theory that you didn't know about. I mean, like I, I, we, we can pretty much rule out the flat earth thing, you know, sunrise, sunset kind of gets rid of that one. Two words. Yeah. Well, we, we, and you know, we don't need like a conclusive study to prove everything. Like Sometimes, you know, circumstantial evidence and empirical evidence are enough. Like, I don't need to be a meteorologist to tell you that it's raining. You gotta that it that, that, that's, like it's probably going to rain. <laughs> it's, that's all rabbit holes, though. I mean, they have to keep us distracted any way they can. Right. And that is, yeah, so, that's what controlled opposition is all about. Yeah. So, I mean, are there aliens here? Are there not aliens here? Are they demons? Oh, are they yeah. That, that whole psyop is coming. It's coming in full force. I mean, what better way to convince the world to band together and form a one world government that will protect them against the extraterrestrials that are coming to take us over. You ever see that video of Werner von Braun's assistant? Uh, she was a white haired lady. Um, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she came out and talked about what it was like to work for Werner von Braun. You know, when they, um, and she said that at one point, uh, it was near the end of his life. Um, he basically told her to watch out for the final card, the final card. And he kept saying the final card. And then she said, what is the final card? And basically the final card was Operation uh, Bluebeam, which was a fake alien invasion. Right. Um, I definitely think that that's on the table. I think uh, there's, there's evidence to suggest that they do have that technology and are able to make holograms in the sky. They they put a, a city in the sky in China. Did you ever see that? I I've, yeah I've seen pictures of yeah. yeah so um, I and I know Obama was just saying that you know when that when we have some of this disclosure we're going to see that you know new religions might come to be. Which was part of actually the New World Order plan was to yep. bring in uh, basically a Luciferian. Uh, new world order religion one world religion yeah um, and that's always been kind of part of it but the funny thing is is it seems like they all their goals have not been met like they're behind schedule and are they behind tell me that because I keep feeling like they're ahead they're actually not and that's why everything is going out in the open now they have to step on the gas time is running out for them okay um, yeah, so I, I I was feeling like they were ahead of schedule, and then I saw that uh, they put out you know agenda to uh, uh, twenty twenty five, and I was like, wait, what happened to agenda twenty thirty? Are they like bumping this up five years? That's not good. That's uh, you got to understand that we're in a civil war right now. Whether people understand that or they don't understand that, there I, is. I think we're kind of in both a civil and uh, you know world. I. Yeah, I, I think it just looks different. You know, it's an information. It's a uh, you hit yeah. the word right there. It's an information, information, technological, biological. Yeah, this is fifth generation warfare. Okay, yeah. and with, yeah. that's 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 not you know your grandpa's storming Normandy Beach anymore. Right, it's not kinetic. Yeah, right, right. Um, I don't know if it'll ever get to that point. I don't think it will. To, that's my opinion. I don't see that it will go kinetic. And I think that that's fortunate. You know, we, I don't think we need want to see that, to be honest. The, the technology and the abilities that are available would not be pretty in a kinetic warfare. So, But you have to understand, though, that that doesn't mean that our lives are not at risk. 
You oh, to- I, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of that. I don't know if everybody is, but I think that that is definitely something I'm trying to impress on people, not to impress, not to uh, impose fear on people, but because the more we know, then the more we can fight back and take some ownership over our lives. That's it. That's what, that's what I, why I do what I do. And I speak out the way I speak out because knowledge is power and it always has been power. Okay. So um, when I, I see what I think is going on at this point is um, I don't know if you've ever heard about the 16 year plan. And it was basically eight years of the Obama administration followed by eight years of the Clinton administration. And the plan was allegedly supposed to be put us into nuclear war. And then from nuclear war, and this was supposed to happen immediately. um, And then they were going to steal the second election of Hillary. And that's when she was going to completely turn us over to to basically the UN and the New World Order. And that was there was a there was a a combination of emails and all this stuff that kind of showed this. But basically, they had a 16-year plan, and that was foiled when Donald Trump won the presidency. Um, so that right there put them behind four years or eight years. Well, four at this point, because now they have allegedly have Biden back in. Um, so that's that that actually could be a whole nother show because there's a lot of things that suggest that we have two presidents right now. One is the commander in chief, and one is the president of a defunct corporation that no longer exists a bankrupt corporation. Is that true or not? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but that's I, something we can I don't discuss. know that it's true. I, I do think that there was some evidence to support that, you know, Kennedy had a 45-year plan and there were some documents that Trump had signed that support that. And he did consolidate debts out of uh, the London Bank, which would have continued to, uh, you know, foist that plan forward. Um, but, you know, obviously now that has been overturned immediately, um, and our debts are right back in. So I, so I don't know. I, I obviously, I, I wasn't in on that meeting, we'll just say, <laughs> but there's, <laughs> I, I wasn't privy. Hmm? You ever heard of Monkey Works? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's kind of strange that he, he basically his, anybody who doesn't know him, mm-hmm. um, Basically, what he does is he does uh, sit reps where he he was a, a Air Force guy. And he basically all of the flights. Yeah, right. He'll look at all military flights, all commercial flights and, and take a snapshot basically of what's going on at that point in time. He's right. been watching, you know, planes going from Guantanamo Bay back to the United States and, and different things and been documenting and trafficking uh, or, you know, watching all the traffic of what's going on and documenting. And every single time now it's, it's known fact and it is uh, customary for when anytime Air Force One is not a plane. Okay. Air Force One is a designation that is given to the president of the United States. Okay. And there are many planes that they, that are Air Force One, right? He gets on the president of the United States. If he gets on a puddle jumping Cessna, that designation will be made Air Force AF-1. Okay. And it will show on the map AF1 that lets you know that the president is flying. Every single flight since Joe has been president says NA. There is no there is no Air Force One after his designation. Okay. It says NA. Okay, not available. There has never been one time where he has flown yet and he flies daily where it says Air Force One. Now the other day, 
Joe was do, was somewhere, a meeting somewhere or doing a speech somewhere or doing something. And in the middle of that, a plane took off with the designation Air Force One without Joe on it. So my question is, who was on that plane? Monkey Works would contend Donald Trump was on that plane. Is that true or not? He doesn't know. And he's not making that assumption. But I can tell you without a single doubt, Joe was not on that plane. So who got the Air Force One designation? Wow. Kind of, kind of some strange happenings gone there. So yeah, well, we're definitely in unprecedented times. That that's un, unquestionable. But you know, we, we know that it's very unprecedented. Uh yeah. Well same, we can sorry, go on. Same with Kamala. She she doesn't get the designations that she should get either. Right. So very, very strange happenings going on. So who knows what's really going on? I think only time's going to tell. So. Right, right. Of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, well, hopefully time will tell. Hopefully it won't all get, you know, swept under the rug and uh, kept from us. So hopefully we will, we will get to see more. Well, what- all we can do is just keep fighting people like me and Not- you and try to wake as many people up as we can. And that's all we can do. Exactly. And, uh, well, I definitely want you to come back and we'll we'll talk about all of those things um, and certainly, you know, bring it up to what's happening today. Um, but if there's any kind of closing things you want to say and tell everybody where you want, where they can find you and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So um, basically, I'm just going to say re- reiterate the same thing I said is don't live yeah. in fear, you know, live life on your terms, um, you know, help others out. Um, when, when you see somebody who needs help, give them help. Now, I, you know, there's, there's just too much hatred, too much separation, too much fear going on in the world. I think w- what these people fear more than anything is for us to unite, all of us, gay, straight, black, white, Cuban, Asian, it doesn't matter. You know, the minute that we understand that they are, there's a very powerful force that wants to dominate, control, and put all of us into servitude for eternity, and the only thing that's going to stop it is for us to unite. I mean, that's that's the message that we have to put out there, and it has to be peaceful. We can't do this violently. Um, so yeah. that's that's the best thing that I can say. Now, as far as me, um, I definitely um, I approve that holi- message. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I offer holistic health services, um, and that includes uh, diet. Um, and, and, you know, my philosophy, mind, body, and spirit, um, my goal is to get people off of their medications and eating healthy, um, getting their body down to a good BMI. And it's, it, it's all about lifestyle change. I don't, I'm not a person who puts you on a diet. I'm a person who will teach you how to change your lifestyle. So you can be the best you can be and not let these people win because everything that they have control of air, food, water, it's all poisoned, okay? We're bathed in poison, EMF radiation, poisons, toxins, fluoride, all this different stuff that they put on us. The only way you're gonna be able to survive that their plans for us for the future is to, to use your common sense, take care of yourself and care about yourself. That's where it starts, right here, number one. And Absolutely. I can, so my website www.dietsciencerevolution.com. Um, I'm also under the same name on YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. So you can find me on any of those platforms. And if you just have questions, ask. You want to join my friends list? Just ask. Yeah, you know, just t- just tell tell me Courtney sent you. 
<laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, and definitely check out, we did another episode is a while back and he talks all about the ways that you can take control of your health. Um, so definitely check that out, you know, like subscribe and thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. It's just always so much fun. Anytime, anytime. Yeah. Till the next time. <laughs> take care. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.